This is the Only in Miami show, hosted by Grant Stern. Tonight's show is underwritten by Morningside Mortgage Corporation. Morningside Mortgage Corporation keeps the Only in Miami show commercial free. You can find them online at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're out there on the road, slip off your shoes, relax, and stay tuned in, because we've got a great array of guests for you this evening on the program. Uh, coming up at uh, in the 7 o'clock hour in studio, we are going to have DJ Andres Fresco, who will be playing at this weekend's Ultra Music Festival, as well as this Wednesday night at LMNT for Fresco and Friends. And in studio, we'll have Juan Patron. He is a very, very busy entrepreneur, and he is the CEO of the South Florida Entrepreneurs Organization, who is also sponsoring a networking event this Wednesday, 5 to 7, at LMNT uh, just across the street from Midtown Miami and uh, west of the Miami Design District. Uh, he's going to be here to talk about his focus on creating new spaces for networking and motivation for new entrepreneurs and young professionals. And that's just the studio guests for the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, at the 8 o'clock hour, we have a very special guest from the Marlins, Jeffrey Greenberg. He is their event sales manager. He is going to tell us all about Passover at Marlins Park coming up this April 7th. Uh, and that's Passover at Marlins Park. He's going to give you all those details. And he's going to be here with the Drastic Fanatic to discuss the Marlins 2015 season outlook for the entire 8 o'clock hour. So that's going to be a lot of fun. First, we've got a very special guest here tonight on the phone, live with us, Juan Cuba. Juan, thank you so much for joining us on the program this evening. Thanks for having me, Grant. So we brought you on the show this week because something new is starting in downtown Miami, and I wanted you to be the one to tell our audience all about it. So take it away, Juan. That's right. So uh, just last week we had the first meeting of the Downtown Democrats, it's a club for Democrats who live in the greater downtown area, and that, that includes Brickell, downtown, Omni, Edgewater, Midtown, and it's just a, a place where we'll gather, um, you know, talk about the, the issues that Miami is facing, that we're facing at a statewide level, that we're facing at a national level. It'll be a forum of debate. It'll also be a forum for candidates who are running, particularly candidates uh, in District 2, uh, or candidates, you know, running for uh, any office to come and, uh, you know, connect with a lot of exciting young Democrats who are living or working in downtown. So 
So, so it's for people who live or work in downtown Miami, not That's just right. for those who are living in downtown Miami. Live or work in downtown or really just care about the urban poor. Now, uh, you told me that there's a set meeting schedule. Tell me a little bit about the Downtown Democrats Club meeting schedule. Sure. So we are meeting on the third Thursday of every month at 6 o'clock right now. Uh, we don't have a set location, uh, but the next meeting will be April 16th at 6 p.m. Um, the law office is of Carlton Field. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. We're at Downtown Dem. Uh, oh, right. You're on, on Facebook Twitter. already and on Twitter? Yep. Twitter, at Downtown Dems. Uh, and we have a website up, downtowndems.com. So we're, we're off and running. So, so our audience can find you at Downtown Dems on any one of the social network services or websites, et cetera. That's right. All righty. Well, Juan, I really appreciate you coming on the program tonight and telling us a little bit about the Downtown Dems Club. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the club? No, just that we're looking to engage new people uh, every single uh, every single day, and uh, we're excited to finally have a group uh, of Democrats that will be focused on the future of downtown uh, All righty, and one last time, where can our audience find you guys on the Internet? You can find us at www.downtowndems.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Downtown Dems, or on Twitter, at Downtown Dems. All righty, Juan. Well, I really appreciate you joining us tonight. Thanks, Ray. All righty, we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. is the only in Miami show and I'm your host Grant Stern you can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com iTunes podcast SoundCloud and a whole lot more 
check it out at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. So we are live and on the line with another member of the South Florida Entrepreneurs Organization, Jorge Restrepo. Jorge, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hi, hi everyone. How are your audience? How are everybody out there? We're just waiting on Juan and, and Andres to come on into the studio. Uh, but in the meantime, can you tell me a little bit about the South Florida Entrepreneurs Organization that you guys are a part of? Yes. Uh, well, we have created uh, this group, South Florida Entrepreneurs, uh, to kind of like get everybody together, all entrepreneurs out there that are passionate about doing business, about creating great companies uh, from all industries, and uh, mixing it with a little bit of the tech, the tech industry that is being built right now, the, the community of, of, of tech entrepreneurs that uh, have been coming to the city, uh, the one that to create and engage and, and make a better Miami for everybody, a better South Florida. And this is, well, this is the initiative we have uh, we have uh, started. So we have uh, the, our first upcoming event this Wednesday, March 26th at 7 p.m. at LMNT, right here on Midtown, where the, in, right in the middle of uh, design district in Wink in uh, Winwood. Right, area. it's it's on North Northwest Thirty Sixth Street, uh, in between North Miami Avenue and Northwest First Avenue. Right, it's just off of I One Ninety Five. Just right, right there in the middle. Very easy to get there, and we are having uh, some food appetizers. We're having some uh, uh, great people exposing. We have Cardo Go, who is going to have some uh, new designs, new cars. Uh, they want to engage with better technology for everybody, for for how citizens are finding uh, new Miami. We have the owner of Los Verdes Restaurant, which is a, a Colombian, Latin American. Now, now, when you uh, said that, by the way, when you said Los Verdes, that guaranteed that I have to go there. <laughs> um, for our audience, Los Verdes is a, it's now a chain, right? It's a chain of Colombian restaurants. It's now a chain. It's a, it's a it's a healthy and growing chain of Colombian restaurants, but the yes. the original, the one that I've been to, is is on uh, uh, West uh, Southwest 137th Avenue. Right. Yeah. Right. And we are going. We're going. Our host is going to be Al Nelson, who is the winner of Shark Tank. Uh, he was the winner of the season. He got. Uh, he was able to receive. Funding for his uh, for his company, and uh, he's going to be our host. Uh, we're going to have and more surprises. We're going to have a DJ. Uh, the uh, the conference is going to be at 7:30, starting at 7 7:30, and after 9:30 to 10, we are going to have a big party, great DJ, uh, and the place is just perfect for. Uh, in the middle of winter music conference, so it's going. We're going to have a lot of fun and, and, and a lot of motivation of all the industries and entre different entrepreneurs uh, coming together to uh, for a for a, a better Miami. No, it sounds it sounds really exciting. So, uh, tell me where can they find the South Florida entrepreneurs um, outside of the the radio program here? And and by the way, I'm going to go ahead right now and share the uh the flyer because uh, you know i think that it's great when people reach out on twitter so if you want to reach out to us at the show's account it's at only in miami show on twitter and we're going to publish it on facebook we're on facebook 
facebook.com slash only in Miami. Um, you know, is is it a free event? Is there a ticket? Tell me how people can join this event. This is our this is a free event for everybody to get engaged, all entrepreneurs out there from any industry. We want to create a major a major group that really uh, see a better Miami and are looking for a very uh, progressive ideas, working to make a bigger impact and a bigger Main Street in Miami. Uh, and uh, and I think uh, we have that uh, possibility right now. And I mean, you guys can get more information. I will give you more information as well. We're in Facebook, Jorge Andres Cortez. Okay. Uh, I think it's easy to find me, Jorge Andres Cortez, with a net. I uh, will immediately give you all the info. And thank you for posting uh, the information. Alrighty, well, Jorge, thank you so, so much for calling in tonight and filling in our audience in this very special networking event. At what time at LMNT? It's, it's, I, 7 to 7.30, we're starting with the big conference and a lot of surprises at that time. Okay, so, so get so there at 7 to 7.30, LMNT Studios. It's on Northwest 36th Street, just west of My Midtown Miami in the Design District. Be there this Wednesday. Jorge, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're going to take a really short break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. And joining us in studio, live and in person, is Andres Fresco. Thank you so much for making it in tonight. No, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Andres, tell our audience a little bit about what you're going to be doing at this week in Miami. Because um, you're a busy boy. You got a few yeah, things going on. Actually, um, I haven't done a show in Miami in a long time. Um, okay. So this is going to be kind of cool and special. I feel like I have a lot of fans and a lot of people in Miami that haven't had a chance to come to uh, come to a show of mine. So, you know, this is why I did it. It's actually on Wednesday. I have a bunch of guys that, you know, work with me and stuff. And then uh, I have some special guests coming by. You know, there's a lot of DJs in Miami right now. So, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends. So it should be really, really cool, actually. I'm looking forward to it. And then later in the week? Um, we're actually doing um, Carnage and Friends on Thursday at 11, which uh, is with Nervo, Chucky, and Ape Drums. And he has some special guests coming by as well. Okay. And uh, this, this conference, um, we're really focusing on uh, putting out a lot of tracks in the next couple of months and kind of exposing people to my music. Um, so, you know, it should be really good. You know, like I said, we have a lot of people in town that, you know, we're going to have a really good time with everybody, so... No, it sounds sounds like a lot of fun. So, I mean, how does somebody get into the the circuit that you're in, traveling around and and performing EDM? I mean, where do you get your start? Um, where did you get your start? My story's a little bit funnier. You know, I I kind of met uh, a few people who you know wanted to help me, and it's really all about like just trying to meet as many people as you can because okay. eventually you will find that one person who really will help you, and you know once you can. You know, develop a certain platform for yourself. Then you know it's it's really all up to you. You know, I give a lot of thanks to uh, you know Carnage. He he really has helped me out a lot with with as far as you know helping me with other producers working with me and just in general with giving me that image and you know everything that he done for me. I actually went on tour with him for three months, fifty. I think it was fifty cities in like fifty three days. Wait, 50 cities in 53 days? Yeah, it was like a really, really good experience, actually. So, do you actually get to sleep when you do something like that? Not <laughs> at really, all, man. I mean, we were on the, we had, luckily we were traveling on a bus. Okay, so, oh, so you get a little bit of rest. Yeah, kinda. so we had our bunks there and stuff, and um, it was really cool, man. You know, we got to meet so many, like, different people from different cities and kind of, like, find out what's going on in, like, different places, so. So, so name a few of these places you went, because that sounds like a lot of travel. I mean, there was definitely a lot of good shows on the tour. If if I would have to like narrow it down, I want to say like Chicago was really amazing. Uh, Kansas City was amazing. You know, New York obviously is always always great. And um, it's funny because like these smaller places that you don't really know about, they have these really really f like really crazy fans that they really die hard. And and you know you get there and and you figure out like these people like research you and, and, and are real, real, like, fans, you know, so it's it's kind of cool to meet these people that, from these smaller cities. Well, I think a few people have researched you, because I see you've got a lot of people following your Twitter account. Yeah, um, you know, that comes from, from a lot of my friends that are, you know, a little bit higher than me, you know, tweeting me as well, and, you know, it kind of gives people, like, uh, something new to search, and, you know, after I put out this last track, uh, Jump Off, it was with myself and Blur, and uh, Carnage actually made an edit to it, and we released it on Smash the House, which is uh, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike's label. Okay. Yeah, it ended up uh, number three 
on Electro and number 12 overall, which was really cool. Well, we're going to play a sample of that at yeah, some point here, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, I think we got to power up some cell phones or, or look around, but I'm sure we can find something that you've been putting together yeah, so it's, audience it's, can hear it. That's kind of why we, we like to bring musical guests on the show, because of course, that man. way you know our audience can find out what they should be listening to or you know cool stuff that they might not otherwise hear. Uh, so, so where are you from originally? I'm actually f from here from Miami, man, born and raised. Born and raised in Miami. Yeah. But do you live here still, or do you just come in and visit, or do you... Because you said it's been a while since you played a show in Miami. I mean, I come in and out now. I'm, I'm mostly, um, you know, L.A., okay. uh, working on a lot of music. But um, but I always call this my home. You know, I'm, I'm not here as much as I used to be every single day or, or consistently, but, you know, I have a house here, and uh, I pay rent there, and I'm basically <laughs> never there, but... Well, how does being from Miami impact you as a musician being out there in the world? Does it? It's kind it something of more swaggier, actually. Yeah. yeah, because like, you know, you, like I said, you go to these other places and you just say you're from Miami or L.A. or New York or one of these major cities, and it kind of gives you an edge already, you know, because it's it's a lot harder to make it in these places because there's so much competition opposed to these other little cities. So I think that's that's what people see, and you know, if if you're relevant in these places, then it's so easy for you to be relevant in all these other smaller places, you know? I gotcha, I gotcha. So so what's what's the smallest town that you've played in on these many, many, many travels? I mean, honestly, you know, there's a lot of people who have, like, seen me since the beginning, and, you know, I've done a lot of stuff. I've, I mean, not in Miami, but, like, yeah, smallest yeah, yeah. town. Because, um, I mean, if you're on a bus tour, you got to be getting out there, not just going to major cities. That's That's a lot of stops. You know, we did we did a few places where they haven't even heard of Uber. Um, you know, a few places where... <laughs> well, I don't think everybody's heard of Uber. Yeah, so... Not even did, in Miami uh, just yet. <laughs> we, uh, we, did, we did a few, few small cities, but it's like I said, you know, like, you know, those, like, uh, smaller cities, it's really cool because there's, uh, there's not a lot going on. So when you do a show, it's, it's like they look forward to it. You know, the oh, whole week a lot or the more. whole month. So it's like there's not a lot going on. So when you finally do something there, it's like you get to feel a really, really good experience. And it always sells out. I mean, like I said, we did we did like 50 cities. I think we sold out like 47 of them. Oh, that's not a bad record at all. So, you know, I think we did pretty, pretty good. You know, shouts out to Carnage. His fan base in the U.S. is amazing. And, you know, he blessed me with taking me on the tour. Oh, that's really awesome. I mean, it's it's great to see somebody from Miami making it and still part of town. Yeah, of course, man. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not here so often, but if anybody ever were to ask me, I'll always say that I'm from Miami and this is where I started. And really, like, my goal in all of this is to set up a platform and to develop a, a, a way for other a younger artists and guys that are not on right now to, you know, be able to work off of that. And that's really my goal in all this, to, to get these younger artists and these smaller guys who never had the opportunity to kind of get them in the door and, and, you know, give everybody a chance because I feel that everybody deserves the right opportunity and then it's really up to you what you do with it, you know? That's, you, you can't have more than just a chance, right? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a chance, so something can happen. Well, let's, let, do we have some music queued up? Yeah, we could, we could play, uh, we could play the jump off right now, man. All righty. Let's, uh, let's plug in and get this thing running and let's take a little uh, music break. So tell me what we're about to listen to. You're about to listen to Blur and Undress Fresco Jump Off. This is a Carnage Edit. 
banging ass track. One of my favorite songs. So hope you guys like it. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out. So we are live with DJ Andres Fresco. Andres, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for having you guys. Uh, before I go, I just want to go ahead and say, um, you know, massive, massive shout out to you guys for bringing me out here. I really appreciate that. Oh, and, dude, glad um, you could make it, man. And Good. also, uh, for all the other younger artists and everybody that's always asking me the same question, how is it that I make it? Man, you got to work hard. You got to believe in your dreams, and you got to really, really want to do what, what, what you say you're going to do. You know, just don't talk about it. Be about it. Link up. You know, try to get as many songs as you can and really work on your craft, man. And I wish you all the best of luck, honestly. Well, that's a big reason why we brought you on here, because there's a lot of aspiring artists and DJs and uh, one of my favorite tracks in general, or one of my favorite albums, let's say, is uh, this concept album called Deltron 3030. You ever listen to that one? Um, Del, the, the funky homo sapien. Okay, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, man. And, and there's just this yeah. line, because, you know, it's, it's all said in 3030, but he just says, in the year 3030, everybody wants to be a DJ. In the year oh. 3030, everybody wants to be a producer. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's we, just like, we might get to a point where we have more DJs and producers than uh, lawyers and firefighters and even doctors, but, <laughs> you know, it's always going to be competition, you know, and anything that you do in life, you know, being a, being a, any, anything it is that you try to do or whatever, there's always going to be a bunch of people trying to do the same thing. It's all about how you separate yourself and, like I said, be a master of your craft. Well, it's particularly difficult in music because... There's such a wide gap between those who are the the solid working musicians and those who are like toiling away in the garages. Yeah, um, I mean nowadays with the internet and stuff and and all social medias, it gives a lot of people uh, a lot of opportunities that they didn't have in the past as far as like getting their music out. So I mean, it is a lot going on. There's a lot of music now. There's a lot of producers, a lot of DJs, and it's just growing and growing and growing. But it's like I said, you know, you just can't look at it like that. You have to just kind of focus on what you're doing and, and worry about you. So besides Carnage, who would probably be a very obvious influence, uh, who else would you consider a major influence in your musical style and, and development? I mean, I got to give a huge, huge shout out to Dubs. You know, they made the song Tsunami. Mm -hmm. um, they've helped me out massive, like, amount. And... I mean, the the person that got me into DJing was Tiesto, obviously. You know, he's a godfather of, of dance music. He started everything. And then to go from me being at Ultra as a fan, watching this guy on the main stage playing his music, and then to go to now where he's playing my records on the main stage, it's like a really, really good feeling. And, you know, I, I always dreamed of him like playing my music and supporting my stuff and it's just really cool you know to see that transition and it's been a while that we've been doing this so you know it's 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 really cool to to finally get that that good feedback from these really major artists okay well you said something that really stood out to me that you attended ultra before you played at ultra so when did you start attending ultra and how old um, were you at the time um i mean i'm 26 now i want to say that i was i was 18 years old okay i was 18 years old um, in which I went just as a fan, you know. I, I that's when you know we were listening to guys like Paul Van Dyke, 
Carl Cox, you know, all these guys that were fresh still and new and, and everybody, you know, Eric Murillo, those were the guys like really, oh, really yeah, popular man. at the moment. I was lucky. I was on a, a big vacation in 2000. And I saw Paul Van Dyke. Yeah, legend. Like in Europe. <laughs> he's, he's a legend, yeah. Well, it was funny because he was showing all this video of him in Miami back, even back then. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> it's kind so, of funny. So I, I used to go see these guys, you know, I used to I used to pay for my ticket. I used to save up money, you know, just to, to go to these events. And through that, you went to club space and stuff. I went everywhere, man. Yeah, I was the guy that was everywhere trying to meet everybody. You know, if I was sneaking in through the back door, if I was going in through the front, or or tipping the bar, the bartender for a drink for somebody that I didn't know, or whatever it was. You know, I was just trying to make it happen. So were you? Uh, so you were making music and going out as yeah. well. Yeah, because I mean, there's a big difference between being a brand and being a DJ producer. Okay. You know, because you can DJ and you can produce music and you can do all that and no one will ever find out about your stuff. So that's that's basically like the, the, the difficult part. It's like getting your brand out there and, and letting people know who you are and what you stand for and, and just basically like what you're about, you know? No, that, that's a really important distinction because yeah. a lot of people will just rather sit at home and make music and that's... Well, that's, that's well, I mean, awesome. they see they see that you know obviously an EDM performance involves some you know hitting of the button. Of course, yeah. But I mean, there's obviously work that goes on behind the scenes for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that's what the that's what people don't see and that's what people don't understand. And tell and, us more about that and, because and it's it's, just, it's something know, it's, that that people there's a disconnect. People just see you stay you know standing on the huge stage. They they really don't know what it takes to get there. I mean, I mean it's it's just like it's very it's very political. First of all. You know, you're gonna have. I mean, you have to have good music first. Yeah, but there's a lot of, of people. I'm sorry. Who have Let me start off music. by that. You know, you gotta have some good tracks, and you gotta have the right support. And the way that this works is, every year you have to prepare yourself for the whole year. You know, because if you just have one song heading into the new year, or heading into conference with just one or two projects, it's not really gonna do you any good. You know, you have to really prepare yourself and play the politics. You have to, you know, make the connections with the labels, first of all. And at, at this point in the game, you know, you ha you have to really, you know, get in tune with other DJs as well, man. And, and it's it's not you versus the world. It has to be you and the world together. You know, you have to be with everybody. There is no competition here. There is no, you know, me versus you. It should never be that way. It should always be like, how can I get this person to help me out? And how can I help this person out? That's really the way of, of success in my book. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's what it takes to get ahead. It's not yeah. just about, uh, you know, like tunneling through a hole or something of all course, by yourself. And, and sometimes this was really like what I experienced on the tour was sometimes you have to take a step back and, and be in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And because when I was on the tour, nobody knew who I was. Nobody really knew who Fresco was or whatever. You know, we would show up to places and they would mob Carnage. They would mob Paris. You know, they would mob the Sequentores. And I would just be there by myself. You know, nobody knew who I was. And then, you know, after a while that we started putting out videos and, and all this other stuff, then people started figuring out. But that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you got to take a step back and, and let somebody else, you know, do what they're doing and watch what they're doing and learn and, and kind of like take what they're doing and not necessarily verbatim do what they're doing, but... But learn of, from them. Exactly. And learn, like, instead and, of having to learn through difficult... Yeah, of Failures. course, man. And that's that's basically like all the stuff behind the scenes, man. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to get on your knees and do some stuff that you don't want to do sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, and you're gonna have to deal with some people that you don't like. But at the end of the day, business is business, and you just gotta like keep that in the back of your head that that's what you're here for. You know. 
So tell us a little bit about the times you have played. How many times have you played Ultra? I've Once, played I've twice, played Ultra three times. Three times. Okay. Yeah. Which three years? Times. The last three or what? Um, I didn't play this year and I didn't play last year, but okay. the previous three years. Okay. That. So it was 2011, 12, and 13. Yeah. Those okay. were the years that I played. And, you know, I, I shout out to Ultra. You know, they, they, they honestly, you know, they've given me an opportunity to play in their festival every year. And uh, this year we couldn't do it because we have some other stuff happening uh, outside the country, actually. So after this so, Wednesday, you're going to take off? Yeah, I'm actually leaving on Friday. Okay, so, so you're only, leaving before Ultra starts this year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, people know. forget that the Winter Music Conference is another, like, concurrent but separate event. Well, I was. It's funny because we were just talking about that this morning, where, um, you know, in the beginning it was all about Ultra, and Ultra was the only thing during Winter Music Conference, and then they started doing all these pool parties, and now there's Miami Music Week. Like now, it's just like so many different things and so many different like parties that are going on that it's actually better for ultra in a sense where you know you get so many more djs to come and it's cool because it's a one time of the year where everyone's here everyone's like so friendly with each other you know you get six seven mega superstar djs and they're just in the same room just like having shots and having a good time and everybody's you know going back and forth on their dj sets and it's really really cool man so well i'll tell you what we're gonna queue up another track right guys yeah we're gonna we're gonna queue up one more track so we can take a, a little break here. But, I mean, it sounds very much, when you describe Ultra, it's like what the artists all say about Art Basel. And it's great that it all happens in this one city. Yeah, of course. In man. the tropics where the weather is not so bad. <laughs> Each year. <laughs> kind of as like bookends to the season, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really an exciting time to be in Miami because it wasn't always this way. This is all in the last 10, 15 years this developed, so... Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually gonna play some some new stuff, man. This is a, a remix that I did for Borgias. Okay. Cool. And um, you know, it's it's gonna be coming out real soon. So this is actually some semi-unreleased stuff. I haven't even put this on the internet yet. Okay, so you're gonna hear it here first on the only in Miami show, right? Yeah, exactly. So just give me one second. Okay. Get it all queued up and ready to go. I mean, this is this is the new stuff. You can't be too careful with it. Yeah. Release with caution. If if anybody's out here recording it or whatever, please put your recorders away. <laughs> okay, I promise we'll only record it on the show. All right, man. So you'll have to good. listen to the podcast tomorrow if you want to hear it again. <laughs> Having a little difficulty here. All right, here we go. All righty. We'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. I 
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That is some brand new, uh, first time played on the radio, Andres Fresco original. So there you have it. Andres, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on the program. Now, before we bring Juan on to the air, tell our audience a little bit about where they can find you online if they want to hear more. Um, it's all the same, uh, Twitter, Facebook. My website is actually launching uh, this weekend. It's uh, andresfresco.com, and, you know, Twitter, Facebook, everything's all the same. Instagram, it's andresfresco. You just go on there, SoundCloud, and all my tracks will be out there. Uh, B-Port charts, everything, it's all the same. So That's really awesome. I'm actually going to go ahead and tweet you guys out on all of our channels. So if anybody's out there and listening and you're following at Only in Miami Show or at Grant Stern, you'll be able to find it. Um, I mean, you know, it's just been great having you here and, and we brought Juan here because he's involved in, he's the CEO of the South Florida Entrepreneurs Association. So you guys are kind of having a tandem event on Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Juan, I mean, we had Jorge on earlier talking about the event, but tell me why you guys started the South Florida Entrepreneurs Organization. Well, Graham, first of all, thank you for having us. It's basically like a pleasure and honor. I'm basically, I'm a fan. I actually listen to you every day. Oh, thanks, And basically, man. the reason we're doing this event is because I'm a young entrepreneur. I like, we understand that working that nine-to-five job is not the solution to her problems. So me and a couple of friends, uh, like Chris Goodman, Mikey, Adam Wedding, a couple of friends of mine, we basically we organized this, basically this organization when entrepreneurs, when successful young students that graduate in college can basically go there to an event once a month and basically network, talk about their businesses, the associations, the way we're doing, uh, we're basically the, the way we're doing business and how basically business is, is changing the way we communicate as individuals. And like we're really excited, we're really happy. We're actually doing it this Wednesday at a Galleria called LMNT. We actually have already have more than 700 people reserved, so like we actually have capacity. We actually, I think we we're gonna give some, like some tickets to some fans on the radio, but that's it because we actually released yesterday that we have an address first code doing whole after party, and you can imagine once we release that, like everybody everybody went crazy. Oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it sounds like a much more personal experience than going to Ultra and being on the gigantic stage. Now you get to spend a little bit of time with Andres and and friends. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the friends, Andres, because it's and friends. So I, I love I love to hear that. That's um, you know I can't really say who's coming. Oh, but, but it's it's some it's some really relevant people. I have five special guests. I mean, there's uh, there's one of them that kind of everybody can figure out who it is, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's who some... shall not be named. Yeah, we could never imagine who it is. It's nobody you really know personally. It's, it's at a all. guy. Exactly. It's a guy that he's eaten at Chipotle before. That's all exactly. I can say. He's gonna bring Chipotle with him. That's the only thing we can say. Oh yeah, so uh, he'll he'll bring Chipotle, and uh, yeah, that should be very exciting. <laughs> now, for those listening, we're not telling you who it is. We're just telling you who we can't tell you who it is. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like that, you know. But it's gonna be some cool ass people, man, and, and everybody's really really gonna like it. So, uh, Juan, tell us a little bit about yourself, because you, you finished with FIU yet, or are you still there? No, I'm a, I'm still at marketing school. I'm 23 okay. years old. Basically, once I graduated from high school, I took a break from school. Basically, went on tour with a company called Life in Color. 
where the company has 85 cities across the country and 20 of them outside. And basically, we go to big markets on like 10,000 people. We had we go to small markets on like 500 people. And we just go there and we put this event together. That actually had a builder relationship with Fresco. Fresco has been that mentor, has been that person that like have basically shown me the pathways through this business. That this business is really hard. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, you sped past life in color. Tell our audience a little bit about that, because it happened for the first time in Miami, December, what, 26th and 27th? Well, is that the first time? This, it, this it, past year. Yeah. This past year, it's just that the first time we had gone so far, we brought 20, 27,000 people. It used to be a small show of space. Okay. When only like 1,500 people, so we like... 27,000 people, that's that's a huge difference in numbers. So, like, we're becoming a, a local brand. Exactly. We're becoming a local brand. We have really good relationships with artists like Andres Fresco, like Carnage, like Diplo. But look, we can name any of them. But, like, like I said, we're really excited where we're going. We're trying to have 50,000 people by the next two years. And basically, the show is like, well, like the festival, like, in the middle of the festival, we make sure, like, we throw paint, we make, make it really interactive with dancers and artists. Go ahead, keep talking. No, okay. So we make it with artists and uh, what else we do? Like it just like we make sure to like make sure that the crowd has has fun. The, the crowd is like having like the experience. Like they're just not sitting down and listening to the DJ, but they actually power the event by throwing pain, like enjoying themselves. We had like we had different things that we do there. We make sure like it's, it's like a como una feria, decíamos como decimos en español. Go ahead. You're allowed to use Spanish on this channel. Oh, that's awesome. You, in fact. Um, you're allowed to say anything you'd like in Spanish. Anything you like in Spanish? That's yeah. awesome because actually Spanish is my first language. So, <laughs> so that's eso muy bien. So, like I say, eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about what we're doing this year. But like, I want to be back about her on Wednesday because I wanna, I wanna give away some tickets uh, to some of your faithful listeners. I want them to give you a call. Do you guys are? Uh, are fans allowed to call? How sure, can we... let's give out the call-in number. It's 305-541-2350. You can give us a call. Uh, We're going to be on the air for another eight minutes with these guys. 305-541-2350. Lines are open, and we will take your calls if you're calling in. Hopefully, you. all of your friends are listening, and <laughs> they just picked up the phone, and they're all dialing right now, right? Yes, <laughs> So, um, are, are, is there going to be another Life in Color this coming year at Sun Life? Do yes. we know yet? Okay. Uh huh. Boy, I can't. I can give away the location and what exactly uh -oh. we're doing. It's, it's a secret, top secret location. It's top secret CIA. But the only thing I can tell you guys is that if you guys went last year, what's going to happen this year is going to be it's going to be amazing. Like we're really starting. We this is actually the first time that we're working an entire year just for the next festival. Like we're going full time just one on just one show because that's how much time and effort we're putting into this event. So it's we're gonna have dragons in the event. Just just say that <laughs> you're gonna have dragons. Well, you have you're getting Goran Dragic to play your event. I didn't even know he was a DJ. Is he like Ronnie Cycli? I'm talking about. Are you something. getting Ronnie Cycli too? <laughs> okay, tell me. Come on, Andres. Do you listen to Ronnie? Of course, man. Ronnie Cycli is a legend. He is a legend, man. Both on the court. And in the yeah, not chambers. a lot of people know he was a Miami Heat basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused, guys. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. You see, I, I love that. You know, a lot of, yeah. it's, it's called the gap in time, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. Hey, remember, guys, I brought you to this country, too. How long have you been in, in America? Well, full time, a couple of years, but like I used to come here and travel when I was really young. Okay. It's actually when I graduated from high school that I decided basically to get into the nightlife industry that I decided to stay full time. Wow, so so you were really traveling up and back, what between here in Colombia? Yes, where in Colombia? Cali, where all the beautiful ladies are. 
Oh, yeah, there's a couple of them I hear. And yes. beautiful all sorts of things. So what what would you say the biggest difference is for you between being in Cali and being in Miami? Well, the culture, the culture is like, like I still get used to it. Like, like Los know, Verdes. Like Los Verdes. The food, <laughs> the food is a huge difference. It's like, I love Miami, the idea that people from all over the world just come here. You know what I mean? So, like, this, like, we have a culture inside our culture. So, like, that's how, wow, like, somebody that me that's lived all her life outside in another country can come here, that can relate, can find people that, that are going through the same thing, finding themselves in a brand new country. That is a huge experience for somebody that has brand new, brand new to this country will understand. Because I go through every day, even by the way I drive. And they say I drive too Hispanic. They say I drive horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they say I drive horrible. Um, you know, considering I've been in the car with you and survived, I'll chalk it up under any landing that you can walk away from is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) But, I I mean, listen, man, I I think that it's relevant because there's a lot of people that are here from other places, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I call this America, but this is a very different part of America than the rest of America, as I'm sure Andres can attest, right? Yeah. So did you play at Life in Color as well, Andres? Uh, No, not this year. I played last year, actually. Okay, last year. Yeah. This year I I went I was there I uh, you just had fun yeah I actually came on stage with Carnage because he played the song uh, the jump off so I had I got the little experience really quick gotcha you yes but well, he's he's basically his home base he he didn't play at the last show but first class player many of his shows before yeah so like he his family his family to us gotcha now are you doing any of the continuing shows this year that you last year you you said there was a monthly life in colored party. Is that still something that's going on? Monthly Life in Color Party? Yeah, or like it's you know. Well, like I say, is it, that that this show goes across country, so we do it once right. a, once a year. They're, I mean, like a walk a monthly party of like the group from here or something like that. You said there was, is there something that's going on? Well, yes, before we have the big show. Yeah, yeah, we have a small, as basically a small brand. It's like I mean, like a company inside a company is smaller. Basically, what yeah. they do is it's called Community Entertainment, and uh, they do like. We do want someone shows a space at a, a venue called Cinema. Okay. And basically, we bring different. Actually, like two months ago, we brought Burger. We bring Carnage too. We bring like we bring Iron Man. We bring many artists. Okay, really cool. I mean, so where can our people find the South Florida Entrepreneurs Association that you're the CEO of? Where can they find that online? Well, they can find us on all social medias. They can find us on Instagram, uh, South Florida Entrepreneurs. Okay. <laughs> on Facebook. South Florida Entrepreneurs on, on Instagram. On Instagram, on the same on Facebook and the same on, on, on Twitter. Okay, so it's it's all the same one, South Florida Entre- Well, oh wait, on Twitter it can't be that long. Let me see. Yeah, we've got we to gotta get this straight so folks can find you afterwards here. And, of course, we did tweet out the, the flyer for the 7 o'clock event uh, at LMNT. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're going to share that through uh, the week because... You guys are going to go on to the OnlyInMiamiShow.com website, and we'll blog it. And, uh, you know, if anybody has questions or missed anything from tonight or wants to hear a little bit more uh, music, if you want to choose one track for the outro, we can actually go out to that, too. Um, uh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, um, let's do that. Let's do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I want everybody to be able to find more information about that organization because it's going to be going on. You guys have the next event planned yes. yet? Or? Yes, we're going to do it the last week or, or every month. We're already working on 
big speakers actually are not allowed to say until we release the information this week but let's just say that organization is growing like a lot of the companies are supporting us because they know that they see a difference they see the idea that like we have like like i said almost a thousand college students graduating and even business people right now we had the support from like miami we had the support from car to go we had the ceo of birthdays we had the CEO of Square, that's a billion dollar company. My parents use his, basically his technology in the store. So like we had like big people supporting her company and supporting what we're doing. Actually not a company, an organization. And so we're really excited for the future. That's really awesome. So uh, one last time before we take off, Andres, where can our fans, your fans, fans of our show as well, find you on the so, internet? Uh, Twitter. I'm, I stay on Twitter. The best place is Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Dress Fresco. And uh, like I said, my website is dropping this weekend, www.andresfresco.com. Okay, really cool. So this weekend, you can go to www.andresfresco.com. And uh, I think that's that's about all the time we have for this hour. Uh, oh, okay. S-F-E-O or, uh, S-F-E organization on Instagram. Yes. That's where we can find the South Exactly. Florida. The okay. same thing on Instagram. Okay. SFE organization, and you can find out more about Wednesday night's event at 7 p.m. at LMNT Arts. They're at LMNT Arts on Twitter as well, and you should definitely check it out this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Well, that's all the time we have for this hour on the Only in Miami show, but we'll be right back at 8 o'clock. Only in Miami. This is the Only in Miami show, hosted by Grant Stern. Tonight's show is underwritten by Morningside Mortgage Corporation. Morningside Mortgage Corporation keeps the Only in Miami show commercial free. You can find them online at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. And we are live in the studio for the 8 o'clock hour and for the duration tonight with... Our main man from the Marlins, Jeffrey Greenberg. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, Jeffrey, uh, before we preview the season with the drastic fanatic who no doubt is listening to this on his way down <laughs> from Boca Hatton or uh, wherever he comes from uh-huh. every evening on Monday nights, uh, before we do the full preview, there's an event that is going on April 7th at Marlins Park that you have put together called Passover at Marlins Park. Tell us a little bit about Passover at Marlins Park. Sure. So 
this is an event that my team has put together over the past couple months, and it's going to be the first of its kind at the ballpark, and it's going to be very landmark. We're very excited to, to host it this, this year on April 7th, Tuesday. It's the second game of the year, and the festivities will, will begin at 4 o'clock with a kosher for Passover barbecue, a family zone activated with some rides and activities for the kids to enjoy, and a performance by the one and only Maccabees at the pregame West Plaza uh, festivities. Okay, so so tell me a little bit about the Maccabees here. I sure. mean, we're we're gonna have to dig up some Maccabees on uh, on our phones and, <laughs> and play some of this, right? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have some of it available for the show tonight. Yeah, uh, go for it. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I mean, everyone loves the Maccabees. You know, they're a, a acapella Jewish group that you know they resonate well. You know, they're throughout all different age groups and that's the main reason why we decided to bring them on board was because they you know they they uh, we felt like they ap- appealed to the masses you know as as a Jewish group that people could come out and enjoy yeah okay yeah. i mean we're going to have to queue up some of their music cuz with a name <laughs> like Maccabees i yeah. mean <laughs> have you heard of them no i, no? I haven't heard First of them for you I mean, I, I I was surprised he didn't find Matis Yahoo, get him out of retirement or something. <laughs> I think he's still touring, actually, Matis Yahoo. But, yeah, he is still touring. You know, we we. Uh, but, but he cut everything off. What's up with that? You know, I guess he decided that the uh, the the Rasta Rabbi look was he wanted to change <laughs> it up a little bit. You know. <laughs> so so why is this the first and and you know what makes this a unique event? Sure. Uh, the Passover at so, Marlins Park. So, you know, we've, we've had Jewish Heritage Days in the past, and, and they've been special and, and unique in their own way, but this one's a little bit more involved because of the kosher for Passover barbecue element of things. Okay. As well as the the the, the, the large-scale entertainment that we have bringing in with the with the Maccabees and the activities that we're doing both pregame and in-game. So, you know, in-game, which starts at 7 o'clock first pitch, we're also going to be activating a, a whole the whole right field promenade level with sort of our family Sunday activities for the kids. So you know, um, street you know the the Marlin Street team will be out there. The face painting, you know, different activities for the kids to enjoy throughout the game. So it's not just a baseball game; it's a a fully involved day at the ballpark with entertainment. Okay, so I mean, it's something where like you know. You, you really do spend the whole day out there, um, kids, parents. Uh, where do you expect people are going to come from to, to this day? Not just locals, right, but some folks that sure. are maybe from out of town as well? Of course. So I think earlier at the beginning of the show, you, saw, you said something about Manhattan, like Bo- Boca-Hatton or Boca-Hatton. something. Boca-Hatton. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're expecting a, a large group of people from, from, from that part of town, and as well as you know the, the large amount of tourists that come in from New York, Northeast area to South Beach and, you know, we're definitely marketing out to the hotels in South Beach and all the programs that are going on out there. Okay, so that's April 7th, mm-hmm. starting at 4 p.m. Uh, it's the second game of the season. That's right. So that's good, Tuesday, good April 7th. We have some great real estate. Yeah, Tuesday, April 7th. Tuesday, April 7th. Yep. And it's going to be against? The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. They're never yeah. very nice to the Marlins. Um, it's, a nice, it's a good you know, interdivision rivalry. And you know this year we're looking to to, re- to own the division, so you know it's going to start somewhere. It's going to start that opening week against the Braves. 
Okay, so where can our audience find out more about Passover at Marlins Park? Sure. So everyone that's listening in, you can go to marlins.com slash special events. And at the first link there, you'll see Passover at the park. It's on April 7th. It also happens to fall on Lawyer Appreciation Night. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, we, we were nice enough. I'm sure Lawyer Appreciation Night draws the largest crowd of any appreciation night the Marlins have all year long. <laughs> well, you know, we would like we would like for it to. Obviously, the uh, Teacher Appreciation Night is also another uh, a big one for us. Um, but we, you know, on that first day, when you go to Marlins.com slash special events, you'll see both of those special events going on that day. And that's going to be the place where you can learn more as well as uh, purchase tickets at the event. Okay, we're going to take a really short break. And we'll be right back with Drastic Fanatic. This is the only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the studio. Thanks Drastic for having fanatic. me. <laughs> What's up, baby? Dude, it's been too long, man. We missed I you. I know. Happy to be here. Well, pleasure, man. A pleasure. Pleasure's and, all mine. And you've been introduced to Jeffrey from the Marlins. I am. I'm excited, man. Yeah? Breaking matzah at Marlin Park? What could be better than that? <laughs> so where do you hide right. the Afi Komen in, Ma- in Marlin's Park? Hey, On the second base. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of the in-game things we've been, th- we've been tossing around, actually, about putting oh, in, find, sure. find the Afi Komen in the ballpark. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Put it in the Cleveland there. Oh, yeah, that sounds really kosher to me. (laughs) No KU on that one, huh? (laughs) 
So uh, let's talk about the Marlins because you were talking about the Marlins pitching. So so let's let's hear it, Mister well, Fanatic, Mister Mets fan, yeah, Mister I mean, New Yorker well, from yeah, Boca yeah. Hatton, Mister Mister Matt Harvey over here, right? <laughs> actually, uh, I was actually up at Port St. Lucie yesterday to watch my Metsies take on the Yanks in a little uh, quasi Subway Series or Tri Rail Series or whatever you want to call it down here. And uh, looking sharp, I'm excited about the Mets. It's you know, like we've talked about it before, Nationals, right? And then Mets and Marlins trying to jocking it out and see who can catch the hot streak going. But it's going to be a little bit before uh, Fernandez comes back. When are they expecting him to to finally make regular season action? Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll expect Fernandez back around the All Star break. Is it that much? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear it's a pretty elongated uh, process for Tommy John. Well, yeah, you know, you got to take. It's usually a solid year, right? Yeah, you got to take care of your young stud ace. But isn't starter, that an yeah. issue, though? They keep taking care, taking care, babying all these pitchers, and they all end up with Tommy John anyway. Uh, well, when Harvey had his, you know, yeah. the Mets didn't rush him back by any means. They, no, they didn't rush him you, back, but I'm saying, you're saying they were the taking Tommy care John, of him, yeah. There are all these guys now. Well, like, these, like Jose was on a very strict 100 pitch count. Java rules with the Yankees, Harvey, all these guys, they baby him. Back in the day, guys used to throw nine innings every five days, no problem. Never had had this Tommy John situation. All of a sudden, they're on pitch counts now, and they're all getting it. So it, it is mm. weird. It's like it's like a, a bit of an epidemic right now. Well, I don't baseball. think they threw as hard back then. Maybe the mound was an. Oh. I mean, you know, they've lowered and raised the mound to change competitive balance. Mm-hmm. Um, as as much as people is? think of baseball as this frozen in time traditional sport, they've actually made myriad adjustments over the years. Well, yeah, they also had to adjust with the times and with the uh, substances too, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 hoping that that era is like solidly behind. I think us, it so. is. I think now it's all about solid baseball. You're gonna see real. Like, you watch it with the Giants, right? Well, for example, they play solid baseball, man. If, That's how it's gonna win you. Casey Royals, they play good quality baseball. Well, uh, That's it. For example, if if Giancarlo Stanton had been, let's say, uh, five years older or seven years older, he would have come into a league where hitting 37 home runs would have placed him like maybe 20th or 30th. And last year, he led the league in home runs with 37, and he missed the last month and a half of the season. Right. And there you go. That sums it up. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's nice to see that it's back to playing baseball, not just, you know, a home run derby. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah, the beauty of the to me a hit and run is the most beautiful thing to watch, execute it to perfection. It's like <laughs> ballet. Yeah. So I mean I agree. We, my my favorite play of the spring so far was Mookie Betts inside the park home run the other day. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, on he, Boston, right? There you go. Yeah, he's on Boston. Boston. I saw inside the park home run yesterday actually. Juan Lagares, first guy up for the Mets against the Yankees, hit one Yankee prospect, crashed against the wall. And I saw it inside the park home. You don't see that every day. Yep. No, you don't. So yeah. let's start. Let's go back to the Marlins here. Yeah. Let's start with the obvious stuff. Yeah. And let's let's talk to our, the people in our audience who may be lay people, may not know as much about baseball or the team or who's on it or what's going on. But sure. um, the Marlins have three very strong players in the outfield. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton, I think every man on the street knows who he is. He is the face of the franchise today and going forward right. and oh, – yeah. Maybe as they said in ESPN forever, oh, yeah. but but tell us who else is in the outfield and a little bit about them. Sure. So, Kristen Yelich, our left fielder, won a Gold Glove last year. Just locked him into a seven-year contract, which we're very excited and happy about. Um, and then in center field, our young outfielder Marcelo Zuna. I mean, yep. the guy has Speedster. got got a cannon for an arm. Um, 
got a nice power bat as well. He's he's definitely, in my opinion, our X factor going into this year. I mean, you know what a he lot. He had of, a very solid rookie season two years ago when the Marlins lost a hundred games mm-hmm. or ninety. Was it a hundred or ninety nine? I think, you know, whatever. It's tough to keep count when you have that many. We're in 2015 now. Yeah, yeah. But but no, no, no. In that year where all these young guys (laughs) developed. I mean, we we needed that year to develop a lot of these young players. Yellick got to start that year, right? Yeah, yeah, he he did get some some PT back in that Mm -hmm. that year. And Um, Ozuna. And Ozuna. Last year was his first real season in the majors. Um, And you saw saw some of the power that he has to contribute. I mean, he's going to hit... I'm I'm hoping that he gets you know closer to 30 this year, um, and you know when when Buster Olney rates your outfield as the number one outfield in baseball, that's that's, that's something that's, that that's, guy knows that's baseball. Nice. Yeah, and that's that was before we even brought in Ichiro as our fourth outfielder. So you know I mean I I'm really confident in our outfield to perform, to produce every day and having a, a a guy like Ichiro mentoring these oh, young yeah. kids i mean he's, it's amazing he, well he's he's at the the back end of his career of course he's uh, there for 3000 come on let's call him an ace and he's timeless yeah he is timeless <laughs> I mean, well he's he's a, you know he's a singles hitter right yeah like yeah. a rod Carew forever and uh like a Pete Rose staying with the pats over theme huh? but maybe a little more conservative <laughs> in his bets or something you know <laughs> We'll, t- we'll talk about that later because that's an Shit. issue I want to talk to you about. Okay. Because, I mean, that's just like a big debate among sports fans. And I don't know if you got the opportunity to meet him. But baseball just, you know, you, you brought up the, the last year of baseball, but baseball just hired its 10th commissioner in, what, 120 years, 125 yep. years? He, only the 10th he, was guy. In, he was in our ballpark um, like last month, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. about one month ago. Rob Manfred. Exactly. N- yeah. Announcing the 2017 All-Star Game. Which right. we're uh, Exciting, pr- pretty stoked sure, about. Yeah. Yeah. Miami should be very excited about that, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. no, it's it's a very exciting thing. Mm-hmm. But did you did you get a chance to talk to him at all or meet him during the the events? Well, and... Rob did. He addressed our 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 staff as a whole in right. the in our Diamond Club Lounge. Um, okay. I didn't actually go up and introduce him my introduce myself to him, but I was sitting in the room when he addressed us personally as a staff, and that was a really cool experience. What were your impressions? He's a great guy. I mean, yeah. he really carried Sharp. himself carried himself well. Um, he asked a couple of people in our audience to, you know, give some some random questions he wasn't prepared for, and he he took him in stride. And you nice. know, he's got a good sense of humor. Does he? That's yeah. good. Him and him and Samson, you know, President Samson, were having they were having fun in that in that meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually got to meet him as he was wandering around before the announcement. Did you have and your Pete Rose jersey on when you saw him? No, no, no. I forgot the Pete Rose jersey. Um, you know, I think I had a suit on that day. <laughs> it was it was kind of a VIP event. He's gonna be event, the guy, you know? man. He's gonna be the guy to make it all right now. I think. I, I think so too. He was For actually kind of tickled is. that the Marlins no, have a season ticket holder. Yeah, no, no. He's, he was tickled that the Marlins have a season ticket holder who also has a radio program, and he's like, "Oh, you know, thanks for coming out." And then he like skipped right past me to go say hi to Yuki because. Obviously, I'm not a radio legend, and he is. You know, yeah. Yuki uh, Quintana, the the broadcaster on Radio Mom V. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I, apparently, he just saw me as a big roadblock to to Yuki. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm not in any Hall of Fame yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. We all no, start somewhere though. Yeah, keep, no, no, I, keep I, grinding I, it. I actually gave him a total eclipse of Yuki, because Yuki is about <laughs> maybe four foot ten on a good day. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and for our listening audience, 
I'm a little bit taller than four foot ten and slightly wider than that as well. <laughs> oh, okay, well not quite wider, but certainly it was difficult to see Yuki back there. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's good to have some new blood uh at the top there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, think uh the Bud Selig train is kinda worn worn its welcome out. He did a good job. He definitely made some changes for the better in MLB. Unfortunately he's gonna be remembered for the all-Star Game tie. He's going to be remembered for a lot of quirky little things, but the game's definitely grown under under Bud Selig, and uh, you which know, which is improbable. They um, got to get back to the youth. That's it. They got to start yeah. more youth and baseball. That's probably the theme that he was talking about too. Yeah, that, was, about that, that was that was his us. number one theme during the press conference. Yeah. Yeah, that and you know, obviously everything about speeding up the pace of the game. Yeah. So um, how is that going to? What are the rules now with the new clock? They're putting yeah, clocks on it. There, nah. There's a shot clock now, and if you don't take there's, enough shots, then um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it, it's going to eliminate a lot of the things that probably should have been eliminated a while ago. I mean, maybe being able that's to like the go, go in and out of the, bo- out of the, the batter's box. box. And, you know, once right. I feel like I like the rule when you're in it, you're in it, you stay in the bat, you none stay in this, the box. You know, there's no you, more Garcia Paris stuff. Right, you, know, un- <laughs> you know, no more undoing the gloves, gloves pull up your putting, zipper, putting, right, zipper. putting, <laughs> well, you know, it's putting dirt on your hands 50 times out of bat. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just makes me think of like the baseball movies, like, uh, like major league or like, like the naked gun where they, you know, go to a, an Angels baseball game, right? And they're all Enrico making the signals, and it's like, yes, <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> it's Enrique Palazzo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they're all, you know, they're making the signals, and it's like, okay, enough, just hit the ball, right? right? I, yeah, I noticed the clock yesterday in between innings. Now that I guess there, there's a visible clock. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's you know, they just implemented. I never noticed a clock before in between innings while they're warming up. Maybe that's a, is There's that a spring training thing or is that going to carry over? Do we know carry that? over? I think carry right? o- and you'll see it on TV as well when you're watching the broadcast on TV. Now you'll see that they're going to have the the, the, you know, the countdown clock and in between innings. Um, is that what it or what? I think it's in between pitches. No. Oh, I so I noticed it in between innings, kind of like as the catcher saw the clock winding down, that's when he knew to throw it to second, and that was it. Play ball. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. little things like that. I don't know. Help, help I, mean, speed it. I think it's going to really yeah. work, though, to, to help speed up the game a little bit, which is... A little bit, yeah. But also, you know, I'm kind of a How I'm fast a baseball, a baseball game do you need? It's it's like, hey, you well, know... It's a lot slower than a basketball game or, a, you know... Right, that's kind of why, you know, my fiance actually likes baseball so much more than basketball because of the languid pace. Yeah, she, it's she's casual. Like, yeah, it's casual. And, and you have is, conversation. And believe me, this these new rules are not going to change the casualness of baseball. I mean, it's going to still be a three-and-a-half-hour. Right. It's just going to be less four-hour situations than, than three. Well, National League and American League, I think, are kind of different, too, with the clock. Oh, yeah? NL games are definitely shorter with the pitcher hitting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, three swings and you're out with right, the pitcher. Right, it's a clicker you know? out. <laughs> a DH is, you know, a whole, whole Yeah, they're kind affair. of extending the game, huh? I think so. I, th- I think if you look but at the But then again, cl- in, uh, the in the times, NL, now you have more you have more double switches and, you know, pitching changes because of the, the hitting and the, the order. and That's uh, a whole other purist versus non-purist uh, yeah. debate. I'm a, I'm a 100% sure. purist, so. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I grew, you know, I grew up on good old-fashioned way, so. Clock. So, I'm a big fan of the clock. As, as a purist, yeah. does a team need to lose a lot for you to cheer for it? Because huh? <laughs> you're a Mets fan. Come on. Yeah. 
So. You're a Marlin fan. What's the big difference? <laughs> we're up and coming hey, too. Hey, at least we got two championships stars. in the last. Uh, what, I know. I know. Eighteen years. Come yep. on. Hey, you uh, had, you're, look. Right. At least our owner he got fleeced. You know, our owner got fleeced by Madoff. He wasn't the fleecer. He was the fleecy. I don't know. I think your <laughs> owner got fleeced by Bobby Bonilla, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, well, no, They're right. still paying him, aren't they? Forever. 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 It's like. He's lucky they didn't wind up, you know, under City Field. I or think something. Strawberry too. Is, <laughs> everyone's still getting really. Paid. No, there's tax lien or something. Just got auctioned off. Oh jeez, <laughs> poor, poor straw, poor straw. Okay, well I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna take a really short break, and we're gonna come right back and keep talking about the Marlins' 2015 season because there's a lot of compelling storylines. We just started with the outfield. We haven't even really dug into the new guys that arrived. This is the Only in Miami show.
Oh, welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter. And we're here live with Drastic Fanatic. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And our buddy, Jeffrey Greenberg from the Marlins. That's right. Go fish. Go fish. So, uh, Jeffrey, where can our audience find you on Twitter? On Twitter, I'm at uh, J underscore A underscore Greenberg. Okay, that's J underscore A underscore Greenberg. You can always hit up Mr. Fanatico at Drastic Fanatic. Fanatic. (laughs) So, you guys are getting into it during the break. Uh, yeah, just, what do you think about the the NL East? Is it going to basically come down to a Mets versus Marlins wild card showdown? <laughs> I think it's Mets Marlins for the wild card, honestly. I mean, I think that I we were talking about that in the break, but I yeah, think yeah, that potentially uh, I think we're going to battle the Nats for for number one in the division. I mean, okay, you think one is attainable? I think so. Yeah. I think that we have the the pieces this year to to give the, the Nats a really good run for their money and for the number one overall in the, in the division. Well, the Marlins made a 15-game improvement last year, which is very substantial. Yep. Um, but is it unprecedented to do that two years in a row? Would that be a lot to ask? What I do you mean, think? I think if you asked Mike Hill if he expected last year to happen the way it did, he would say that we were a year ahead of schedule last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that he would, and I think that our Redmen would probably say the same. I think that Internally, we we felt like last year was a bit ahead of schedule, and now yeah, there was a, there was surprising. Yeah, no question. Well, not if you listen to the show. I thought they were going to be pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think all Miami teams going to be good every year? No, on, no, uh, no, no. You still think the Dolphins going to be good? Come on. Well, man. they're at least going to be mediocre. We can agree on that, right? Yeah, that I I'll sign up for that one. That's consistency at its best. I mean that that is consistency at its <laughs> finest. Yeah. They're like the McDonald's of football teams. You may not want to eat it, but at least you know you'll get some synthetic whatever. I mean, it'll it'll arrive. Yeah. <laughs> and some people are loving it, you know. Yeah, there you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> no, no, no. They they've got their own new stadium deal going on, yeah. and and new players, and new philosophies, and and O Tannenbaum. Oh, yes. I stand on guard for thee. <laughs> so what's up with the Marlin uh, starting rotation? I just saw an article today, right? They seem yeah. to have it's all figured out right now. Well, you know, barring anything unforeseen, I believe that we're we're good to go going into opening day with uh, you know Alvarez sitting at the top of the rotation. And, you know, we have Jared Kosart, um, Latos, Dan Heron, and I think Tommy Kohler Tommy is going to yeah. win that fifth rotation spot. So... I think that when, with that with that starting five, I'm I'm feeling comfortable. And then you know we got our boy Cishek closing out games at the end at the end, in the ninth there. And you know hopefully How does the middle of the pen look. Middle looks good. You know we got Dunn back from last year. He was a uh, he, he he silently had a really great year last year. Mike, Mike Dunn, Dunn, right? Yeah, yeah Mike Dunn, a great year. And you know we have uh we have some some nice depth there as far as guys that can come in and make some spot starts. You know, um, Brad Hand. You always uh, need a David couple of good Phelps. long men. Dave Phelps, ex-Yankee, right? Yeah, ex-Yankee. Brad Hand just, again, right? Because he was an early. He was a Marlin for a while. Then he, yeah, then. <laughs> he he was with us last year, and you know he just he's so he's close to having that that rotation spot in, but he you know he's right now. I don't I don't know if he's gonna get that fifth spot. I'm not sure. Oh, that's really interesting. Matt Latos. I mean, he was a highly touted prospect, big time, right, in San Diego. Sure. And. um Kind of hasn't gelled 100% for him. 
according to his expectations. I think he's. I mean, if you look at his career numbers, he's had a pretty, pretty solid, very solid career, and you know, it's nice to have him back in South Florida. I mean, he's a he's a South Florida guy. Um, so we got him back home, and Michael Morse also South Florida guy that we were able to right. bring bring home this year. So got a couple go. of South Florida names back in the lineup. It's exciting. It's nice to hear that. Yep. And Dan now, Heron, right? We acquired Dan Heron from Arizona. Well, Dan oh. Dan was in uh, the Dodgers last Dodgers year. Dodgers last year, yeah, right? Dodgers right. last year. Yeah, there was that whole situation off preseason about him, you know, wanting right. to retire unless he was going to stay on the West Coast. But apparently, uh, conversations with him and Dan Jennings went went well, and you know, he's yeah. he's he's having a, actually a, a good spring, which is nice to see from him. I think historically he's had a pretty tough go of it during spring, spring. So yeah, he's uh, he's having he's ahead of schedule, you could say, in the spring training. <laughs> and obviously off of the uh, left coast demand, huh? Well, they told him there are palm trees down here too. I guess. So he's okay with it. <laughs> There's palm trees in Tampa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If no, you could see no. out of the stadium. I think that at the end of the day, he just wants. He's a competitor, and he wants to win just like anybody else. And he saw right. the product that we were putting together, and you know, he wanted to be a part of it. So uh, let let's look across the aisle. Look, let's look at the AL. Any sure. favorites this year? In the AL, I mean. Can Kansas City pull it together again? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you know, they yes. had the look of a team that was just like it, like that team that wins that they, one they key game and then just you can never stop them. Right. They got hot at the right time. They did. Right. I and mean, I thought they would be unstoppable in the World Series. Back to our original point, you know. it's Now it's all about chemistry and playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. And that's going to win. That's going to win championships in the long haul. Well, I, I thought they had the look of those Marlins teams that once they saw daylight – they got into the, you know, into the actual playoffs. It's just much more difficult in baseball than any other sport. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, even with a second wild card, you still have to win an unbelievable amount of games over yeah. an incredibly long season, and then yeah. there's still well, just, getting in is half the battle, but playing it's two thirds of the battle <laughs> at the right time in all sports, though. You see it with like New York sure. Giants in football, right? They get hot eight and eight, win a Super Bowl, right? You see a hot Just, goalie in hockey, all of a sudden yeah. out of nowhere, right time, boom, makes the Stanley Cup finals. So, you know. Opening day, everyone has hopes. <laughs> that's that's, that's what it's true. all about. Everyone everyone yep. can win it on opening day. And then by game ninety, a hundred, things start to shake through and then just gotta pull it together and uh when you it's time to pursue the pennant. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's nice to know that we have a team that's not going to go out. And, you know, like I think last year um, it, it came together. But the year before, it was like, okay, they, they went out and they lost uh, 40 games in the first out of the first 50. And that's it. You're done. Well, Are there any well, teams like that that you see in the NL or the AL this year <laughs> that have the gross capacity to go? <laughs> just, <laughs> to be epically bad. <laughs> to be epically bad. <laughs> So, I mean, there's there's 80 games here, so what people are probably thinking about which ones they might want to see. Yeah, I mean, the Braves, honestly, man? yeah, I mean, in our division, you know, the Phillies are and the and, Phillies. and the and, yeah. the and the Braves are in pretty much rebuilding. The once mode. mighty Phillies. I mean, they're in complete rebuild rebuilding mode. I would be surprised if Cole Hamels was there, you know, a month into the year. He was their best yeah, player. Yeah, what, what I mean, happened with Philly, man? Huh? It's like. They, I mean, they went I mean, from they multi, multi-time champions to uh, they kind of. I, f- I feel like they stuck with the roster for too long, you know. Right, Ryan Howard, Bloom yeah. is way off that rose, and well, you know, I mean, it's just it, and that, it a happens. lot of aging arms too. You know, they they were they were win now team for a while. They won a little bit, and then um, 
now is over. So, <laughs> but they stayed with now for so long. Oh. You know, I mean, it's just it's very different in baseball the way they manage a roster than most other sports because in baseball every contract is guaranteed. Right. What about the Padres right. this year? You think the Padres they got a, a revamped oh, outfield? Uh, it's it's interesting you brought them up because when I was looking at the schedule. Going into this, going into like when we first released it, I go, oh, oh great, the Padres are coming to town. And then as this offseason developed, I started. I, I'm looking at it now. It's like, wow, this is one of our yeah mo- most exciting and intriguing home series, is because of every everyone they brought in. I mean, that outfield is the curiosity. Awesome. So, okay, so who they bring in? We got Kemp, you know, Matt Kemp, uh, Justin okay, Upton from the Dodgers. Yep, and. Uh, the young stud from Tampa, uh, Will Myers. Oh, Will Myers, yeah. yeah. So that I mean, those three guys are one of three of the, you know the best outfielders in baseball, and they're I mean they're going to be exciting to watch. I'm I'm excited for them to to come into town. I believe they're at the later half of the season. Okay. Yeah, after the break. They, well, I mean, I've been reading been everywhere that the Marlins had the best outfield in baseball, so maybe well, it's going to be you know. Well, we do have the best the outfield in baseball, <laughs> but they're they're I'd say they're a top three outfield for sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, a funny thing happened in San Diego, by the way. I don't know if you guys know about this, but the Dolphins and the Padres traded team presidents, the business manager guys. So Mike D went from the Dolphins over to the Padres, and we got their their president. (laughs) Like, we literally... You know, swap. interesting. Swapped. Swap a press. I mean, we didn't like execute a trade between the football (laughs) team and the baseball team, but that is effectively what happened. It's been very interesting to see because I think Mike D's a much better fit over there. This guy's better fit here. That is an interesting <laughs> trade. Yeah. So you can't really do much in terms of player personnel there. <laughs> not, 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 not much player implication. No, no. <laughs> it's kind of wild, but it happened. It happened. Uh, any other teams that the fans should be on the lookout for if they want to pick up tickets now besides the the Red Sox and the Yankees who are visiting this well, season? Well, obviously, yeah, those are our two, two big ones. Um you know, we have the World Series Giants come into town, so okay. it's exciting. Sure. It's nice to have them come in. Um, you know, the Dodgers always bring Dodgers bring always a draw. Nice, sure. nice crowd. We, so they're, on, they're on a weekend this year, so the Dodgers um, and the Padres. But I'm I always like watching us play the Cardinals too. Just okay, the, just a well-oiled baseball yeah. franchise. You know, they they come in. They're it's amazing. They're always a good team. They're always. Uh, they they bring good fans too. You got to see them in spring training up there in Jupiter. Yep. I mean, it is Cardinal Nation. It up is. There. It's unbelievable. What a fan base. It's it was incredible. We went. We actually took a trip as a staff. You know, up to Jupiter to watch right. a game, and we played the Cardinals. That you got to share a stadium up there. We, yeah, we shared Roger Dean up there. Okay. Right. And uh, you know, their fan base is unbelievable. Oh. It was it was a sea of red during that that game. I mean, obviously, the Marlins. We had our fans there. And we were we were having a good time. I think we won the game actually. But you know, these uh, these Dude. Cardinal fans come out of Dude, nowhere. You can and see the baseballs running through their blood, right? They, all, true. they look like Whitey Herzog too. Those guys, <laughs> the <It's> older guys. <laughs> I mean, I, that's definitely one of those one of those cities where I'm sure that opening day, the city, you know, no one uh, works. They shut religion. down, and you know, that's what it is. I bet you could find yourself confused for being in Fort Lauderdale, seeing all those tourists with the socks and sandals and kind of glowing in the sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of red skin. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> How about any, any other AL East teams coming into town this year other than the Yanks? Sure. Uh, Baltimore's coming to town. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Hold Bal- on. Hold on. There are a lot of Baltimore Oriole fans there in are. this town. You know why? Are there? Because of uh, the spring training back in the day, or uh, yeah, back in the day up in. Uh, Bobby Maduro right. Stadium, which right. used to be 
Miami Stadium. It was located actually on Northwest 10th Avenue and 25th Street. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, in in the know. the neighborhood of Alapata. And I actually attended uh, like the only spring training game I ever got to go see because when I was growing up, the Mets won a World Series, so I wanted to go meet the Mets. <laughs> Step right up. Step right up and greet and, the uh, Mets. And uh yeah, man, I mean, it's kind of funny to think that Cal Ripken was on that team too, you know, the the Orioles team. But, yeah, so for that That's reason, cool. there's a lot of Oriole fans. Do you know when the Orioles are coming into town? I do. Um, I believe it's in May. Um, I want to say the 24th. Let me. Okay, you know what? Let's do this. Get the pocket calendar. We're <laughs> going to look it up. We're going to get the pocket calendar out. We're going to take a really short break. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. <coughs> Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, including tonight's podcast, which we're going to put out there uh, early tomorrow. And we're here live with Drastic Fanatic and Jeffrey Greenberg from the Marlins. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me again. Good to be here. And Drastic, as always. Yes, yes. Talking so, baseball, my favorite. Talking baseball. <laughs> Zuska Campanelli, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I grew up like loving baseball, like collecting baseball cards, listening to baseball on the radio. We had no team here. The best. We had no team. I was a Yankees fan growing up and a Mets fan because right. that's what you got on TV. 
<laughs> well, didn't you have like the Cubbies? Didn't you have like uh, WGN or? Uh, if you had cable, you grew up oh, with right. Cubs or Cubs Braves, or Braves fan. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up watching the Braves too. I was that was, that was uh, the only only market. You grew team up I down had. here. I grew up in Tallahassee, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, really? So it was, okay. It was, okay. Bra- it was Braves TV up there. Oh, I bet. TBS, yeah. Braves TV, Jags football, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. That was like <laughs> that was what I grew up with. That's a go. toxic brew right <laughs> there. Was I mean, Braves, that was like before Mad- uh, well, Maddox and Schmoltz and those guys. Braves were like 26 games out of first every year. Yeah, they were horrible for well, decades. Like after Dale Murphy are. left, they, it was... There, he was no, the only Dale guy. Murphy, they were terrible. Bob Horner, Dale Murphy. They were but 20... Dale Murphy was an MVP on a terrible team. Right. Kind of like the, the Hawk, one of Miami's yeah. most famous baseball Dawson, playing yep. natives. Mm-hmm. He's very involved with the team, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. On like a... On a you know sort of a liaison level, you know he'll come into different events and do and do interact with fans and stuff. That's awesome. He actually yeah. attended high school at Southwest High, La Sabacera. That's what they call it. La Sa- it's in Wichita, not no. the Westchester not up in New York. New York. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking about the different teams that are coming down here, and and you wanted the, a couple of minutes to talk about the ticket packages as well. So let, let's. Let's talk about that for a sure. I mean, I think that for people that are thinking about that maybe have been on the fence for years about coming on board with the Marlins, this is definitely the year to go ahead and pull the trigger and do that. I mean, as we get closer to the All Star Game, hosting it here, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you might get you might be too late to the show to okay. to enjoy the All Star Game. I mean, as sort of when when it, when you have the host city. In your backyard hosting the ball star game you want to have a, a package so that you can enjoy it without paying an unbelievable amount of money to just go to that one game so and the events too the, all, yeah, the, and home, the home run, run derby, derby and yeah. everything that goes along so i can testify that having a full season ticket is definitely something that's that's got to be managed and i actually split it with four friends and we've had it for a few years mm-hmm. uh, but what are the alternatives for somebody that doesn't want to purchase 81 games because obviously it would be a little difficult for one person to make it to all 81 <laughs> home games uh sure. unless unless they're already retired right and so, there are some people that do that actually which is i, I, I am got, certain they're they're awesome. like the 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 old people they show at every game during the kiss cam who sit in section 31 then they're, <laughs> they're dancing Yes, yep. yes. Yep, I know you're, they're they're out in our Jose Heroes section. Every yep. single game. Do you know they the have guy? The, they closed the Kiss Cam. Oh, did they? Yeah, those two old folks are gonna live forever because they're happy, man. <laughs> because the Marlins make sure they kiss sponsor. 81 times a year at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about it. The Marlins make sure they kiss at least 81 times per year minimum. Right. <laughs> what about that guy in the World Series who, who was wearing the Marlin gear last Marlins year? Marlins man. Oh, we got to have him man. on the program. Uh, of course, Marlins man is uh, a social media legend. I Phenomenon, mean, that I guy. I think they, they did a uh, a recent poll of like the top 10 Marlins fans of all time, and he was number, number one. one. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. I mean, you know, he has his own Marlins mobile. Um, Holy really? cow. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we know he's cool. going to be at all 81 games. <laughs> So what what options are available <laughs> if you're for not folks, man? What, what options are available for those who like orange, but are not so maybe dedicated to the 81 game? Package? Sure. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, 81 games is a daunting number. Um, so we've we know we've recognized that. So we have half season packages, which are going to be 41 and 40 games. We also have a 20 game package level, and then we have a 10 game package level. So there's 
um, you know, different packages for all walks of life. That, okay. You know, depending on your schedule, obviously. Like the 20 games, does that include all weekends or some weekends, some it's not like a set day, right? Sure. So for the weekend plans, we have three different options. We have the uh, big game weekend, which is going to include you know opening night, a Yankees game, a Red Sox game, a Dodgers game, closing day, and then we have the weekend package, and then we have a value plan, which okay. is a little bit less less expensive, but at the same time, you uh, you know you're 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 saving money and you're still going to games. No Pesach plan. <laughs> seven tickets Pesach only hey. no that's the Hanukkah plan you get eight tickets and it's a miracle hey. if you can make all the games no I'm just kidding that's a uh, that's a uh, the Pesach plan you know that's that's the one game on on April 7th and those can be purchased you know for that individual game and you know you'll get the cool t-shirt I don't know if you guys have everyone that's listening and you, you need to go online and check out this t-shirt design because it's it's very cool it's where, a, where can we find that? Uh, Marlins.com slash special oh, okay. events, yeah. Got you, it. you click on the link and you'll see the, the T-shirt giveaway we have, which is a neat one. Uh, cool. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have to find that and tweet that because... Yeah, definitely. What, what's on the T-shirt? It's Describe the, it for audience. It's the, uh, it's the Marlins logo, but it's written in Hebrew Okay. on the front. And then it's going to be a nice blue shirt, you know, and with our sponsors on the back. And it's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, so if you need a Marlins and Hebrew shirt, yeah, then this is a must-have ticket. It is. It's a. It's the first ever Marlins and Hebrew written shirt. Nice. So, you know, commemorative. They get felt the Marlins. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, there's actually a lot of uh, events, special events at the Marlins Park. You wanna mm-hmm. like highlight some from this list? Cause I see Zombie Night. Oh yeah. Oh, Walking um, Dead. Cool one. I mean, some of our really popular ones, Star Wars Night is a huge hit. Oh, that's sure. a, That's been a huge hit for a while. That brings yeah. you and all your friends out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year, I believe we're actually doing uh, Trekkie Night, so Star Trek oh, coming come to the park. Um, okay, I like that. I like that. I see there's go, social media night number one, two, and three. Interesting. You guys might have we to invite us that. over yeah. to that. And I don't know if you know this, but I run Social Media Day Miami every year. So okay, hmm. <laughs> might need to have you come enjoy Social Media Night then. Might have might to. Might have, have, have to. First pitch that night. Well, you know, I was invited <laughs> to one of those, and I really wanted to go, but there was a Heat playoff game, and it was like it was late May, so it was probably like an Eastern Conference Finals game. And yeah. I was don't like, worry, your schedule's <laughs> clear this year, buddy. Oh, oh. low blow, low blow. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have seen the uh, way the way of Wade. The way of Wade doesn't look so bad. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but, but uh, you could throw out the first pitch. It's one of those experiences that we do oh. have to offer. Okay, I'm ready. You know, all, all you have to do is bring a thousand people. A thousand? That's the exper- it. The experience is yours. Thousand oh, that's it. Friends? Only a thousand people. You see, there that's you it. go. Oh, you only have to bring one thousand people, and you get to throw out the first pitch that's at it. the Marlins game. That's, that's it. That's pretty awesome. I'd be scared I'd do like a 50 cent when I got out there. <laughs> that was an epic first pitch. Epic fail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome video. I know. Oh, man. So, anyway, so let's, I mean, there's so many nights. Let's yeah. let's talk about some of these. I mean, how many sure. different event nights do you guys have this year? I mean, as you can see, dozens. You know, we, we try to, we have a 81 game schedule, so we have to keep it, keep, keep it, it fresh, keep it keep fresh, it, yeah. keep some new events coming in. Some in particular that I always like are, you know, bar- uh, Bark at the Park, where you know, sure. people are allowed to bring their dogs in and have a nice day out there with their dogs. Um, 
you know, you, you spoke about Zombie Night a little bit. That's going to be a popular I just mentioned one. it. What That's is Zombie Night yeah, about? What is that? I would just say everyone that attends that event needs to be in the Clevelander and see okay. the, the different ex- Keep it in the Cleveland there, right? Yeah, not, the, not, the different experiences that we have Not a family-friendly affair, basically, right? I mean, you know, it will be, but not... Obviously, Clevelander's 21 and up. Right, so, okay, got but it. But everything outside of the Clevelander, you know, they'll be... We're going to theme... We have different themes throughout the year that we're going to theme the ballpark in that, okay. in that special event theme. Okay, so yeah. explain Strikeout Stroke Night. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good the example strokes. of... Uh, yeah us partnering up with different charities to to raise money to to help you know different causes so we have uh you know that night we have um um autism awareness night you know different causes that we have throughout the year that a portion of the pro uh, t- t- uh, ticket proceeds sure. go back to you know the the charity organization okay that's pretty cool oh mm. i've got the marlins player with his hebrew jersey out <laughs> <laughs> who's that any jewish ball players on the marlins no don't believe so no, no. Yellow. That's for the Not best. Yellow. It's for the best. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe, his name is Christian, though. I, I told. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yellow sounds like." A, you know, I put in a request to to have Ian Kinsler come in for oh, for a one night appearance. You know, but sure, we'll see. We'll see. Euclid, maybe. We'll see how far that goes. But yeah, I put it in. Yeah, why not? You know, I'd love for him to address the Passover group. Maybe he'll sing. A, love for him to sing a song with the Maga Beats. You know. There you go. You know, I've had all these ideas. Swirling around, yeah, swirling. nothing's impossible. <laughs> so wait, uh, I'm looking at this, and it's it's a continuing education credit for the attorneys at Marlins sure. Park. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. there you go. Oh yeah, that's that's actually a huge thing. Sponsor you know, for, for realtors, yeah. for for anyone, for any professional group that needs CE courses credit. You know, let me just tell you, more mortgage spaces. brokers need CE uh, sure, credit realtors. as well. So we're ready. Lay it on us. <laughs> I mean, we have. Oh, I like it. You know, we we have a lot of private areas in the ballpark where you could do the you know the class element of it and get the speaker in front of you and do the whole thing and then after you suffer through those credits you go enjoy baseball <laughs> you go you go, like to, go enjoy a baseball game and go enjoy the clevelander and you know it's a good night out okay so explain like this it. one beer fest okay. <laughs> what do you need to well, explain about that <laughs> uh, you know that's the Another Clevelander event, obviously, uh, naturally. Come thirsty. And yep. yeah, that's a that's a really popular one that we did last year. Um, I wonder why. The, the different tastings, <laughs> you know, what you would what you would expect out of a beer fest, and it, yeah, that one got a lot of popularity, definitely. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking at them. There's an umpire clinic. Hmm. For what? Little league approved or what is it? High school approved? Don't know about that one. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. Eh, umpire clinic. I. I'd have to look into that one. I'm not putting mm. that one together myself. Well, I, I'm seeing the signal from inside oh, the booth that the that is the all the time we have for mm. tonight's show. But it's been a lot of fun previewing yes. the Marlins 2015 season with you, Jeffrey, and yep. with you. Mr. As always. Fanatic. As always. So, Jeffrey, one more time, where can our audience find you on Twitter? And if they have questions about events or Marlins tickets, they can reach out to you. Sure. So the, the best place to reach me would be uh, via email at j green like the color and b-e-r-g at marlins.com all righty i want to thank all of our guests tonight drastic for making it all the way down here as always and it's been a lot of fun this is the only in miami show